Welcome to Jumping Around, a podcast from thisishorseracing.com. I'm your host, Joe Clancy, and our guest today is Charlie Fenwick from the National Steeplechase Foundation, and then we're also going to chat with Emily Days on the board there as well. We've got some got some news from the foundation front. Basically, the uh, National Steeplechase Foundation and the Temple Gwathmi Fund are merging, uh, which should give a little clout to one foundation to do some more good for the sport of steeplechasing. So, uh, Charlie, well, you're the president of the National Steeplechase Foundation and now the new organization. Welcome to the show. And uh, how's all this going to work? And it must be pretty exciting. It is exciting. And uh, we don't quite know how it's going to work, but it is exciting when we're, look- we're looking forward to the future. The Temple Gwathmi Fund was created many years ago, maybe 90 years ago, and funded with assets from the estate of Temple Gwathmi, who died in 1924. And I think that was the first race that carried his name. And it has been running almost every single year since then. And this fund was created to support, promote steeplechase racing, but also celebrating Temple Gwathmi in doing that. And that is pretty much what has happened. It's been more active in the last 25, 30 years, 30 years than it had been before that, but not in a very demonstrative way. It has three directors, Bill Pape, Johnny Von Stadi, and myself. And we came to the conclusion that maybe it might be best for all that the Gwathmi Fund be dissolved and that the assets be donated to the National Steeplechase Foundation. So we went to the foundation, and they seemed to be in agreement. In addition to that, in this transaction, Bill Pape and Johnny Van Stadi will become trustees of the foundation. And at the same time, the foundation is going to change its name to the Temple Gwathmi Steeplechase Foundation in an effort to continue the legacy of Temple Gwathmi and what he and that race means to our sport. I think it's the third oldest race that we have behind the Maryland Hunt Cup and the Grand National. So as we go forward, we will be operating under the 501c3 foundation guidelines that the NSF has always operated under, but now with a new name, slightly expanded board, basically the same rules and regulations and code that the foundation has operated under going forward. It is a 501c3, so gifts to it will continue to be deductible, but there is a limit as to what we can contribute to. The breadth probably isn't as wide as it might have been for the Gwathmi Fund in the past. We will continue to celebrate the name and legacy of Temple Gwathmi going forward, though. Yeah, and I think that's important. We did a podcast a few months ago that kind of touched on the history there. And Temple Gwathmi, the the first Temple Gwathmi, was a major owner in American steeplechasing and raced, actually raced in England, raced all over the world. And then that's where this fund came. When he passed away, his friends, supporters, fans, whatever, got involved, created a fund, probably just to have the race, I would assume. And now it has continued this long. His son was an amateur jockey who died in a, in a racing accident, which, uh, you know, only eight years after his father did. So it's kind of this, this name recognition of, of a family that was a major part of American steeplechasing, the fact that it can keep going, and then that's a tribute to their legacy. I mean, it, there's probably no better, really, that the race is going this long, the foundation, that fund was successful enough to last this long, and now, yeah, maybe it gets to become a little more of a public type of effort that can contribute to the game. Yeah, and 
the family's still engaged. And I believe there's some great-grandchildren that present the trophy, Middleburg Spring Temple Gwathmi uh, steeplechase, and I think they even created a, some kind of ballad in memory <laughs> of Temple Gwathmi. So the legacy is what's important, and it continues to be very strong. Yeah, I would assume. I, I don't. I'm not there, but I, I'll, this also will give the the new group a, a little more of if endowment's the right word, I guess. But it gives them a little more clout in terms of money behind it. Certainly does. It's not major money, but it is. It'll it will double uh, more than double the endowment of the foundation. The foundation will still be primarily dependent upon an annual fundraising effort, one way or another, to fund all of the various entities that it does fund through the year and and. And on an average year, the, the foundation gives away upwards of $200,000. But a tremendous amount of that comes from donations from various people, lesser amount from the endowment. Okay, Charlie, thanks. We're going to take a short break and get a message from our sponsor, Brown Advisory. From Tennessee to Maryland and Ascot to Cheltenham, Brown Advisory supports the hard work, dedication, and love for competition that defines the horse racing spirit. Brown Advisory is cheered from stables and fence lines, since its founding in 1993, and is excited to share this passion through the sponsorship of this podcast and races across the U.S. and U.K. Visit brownadvisory.com to see how they can help you achieve your financial goals. We're back on Jumping Around with Charlie Fenwick and Emily Day with the Temple Gwathmi National Steeplechase Foundation. I got it wrong already. Temple Gwathmi Steeplechase Foundation. Exactly. There we go. And uh, the idea is just to sort of um, have a little bit of a conversation about how uh, how the foundation works, what it does, what are some of the things it can support. And I think that's probably the key word is support. How does the foundation support steeplechasing in America? Well, it's been in place for, I think, 23 years, quite active in that time period, maybe more sometimes than others. It was created to support the National Steeplechase Association and to work with, in conjunction with that organization, and it has, it has done that and continues to do that to this day. What it was originally intended to do was to give the sport the opportunity to fund certain activities with tax-deductible dollars rather than how it had otherwise been done. And so that has been the primary role over the last 23 years, and it funds, assists with the, uh, all the testing procedures, some of the camera work that is needed by stewards. So it, it has been involved in, in regulatory matters, assuring fair play. It's also been not as much, but involved in the promotion of amateur racing and uh, apprentice racing, which fits under its tax deductible umbrella. But Emily, we're also talking about some of the other things we do and what we're hoping to be able to finance going forward into the future. Yeah, Emily, you've, you've been on the board and maybe not there from the beginning, but what's it, you know, what's it mean to be on the board and what do you think the foundation's mission is from your side? Right. So I have not been on the board very long. I came on last year and was honored to be asked. And it's, it's really fun to be part of something that I think has a lot of potential to help us keep people chasing strong and, and going into the future and maybe address some of the places that it has some weaknesses, like, you know, like a lot of sports, it's all about the money, right? <laughs> there are a lot of things that can be accomplished if they can be funded. So I think testing and, and making sure that our horses are clean and healthy and that the sport is safe in that way is a wonderful thing that the that the NSF has been doing. 
as a sport, we've been having some trouble over the past decade, I would say, interesting young people in becoming steeplechase jockeys compared to where we were maybe 25 or 30 years ago, where there were quite a lot of American jockeys. And part of what the fund does is programs for young boys and girls in this country who are already uh, equestrians and are interested in being on horseback and galloping cross country and jumping jumps. And they're a very natural fit to go on and, and ride in, in steeplechase races. And that will be a huge help to the sport going forward to have more people coming along in the ranks that can join in and have a skill set ready to go as, as young participants. It's such an introduction to the sport. You see it. I mean, so many people started out as riders or jockeys and then branched, you know, became trainers or owners or whatever else. And I've had the privilege of speaking to some of those kids when Regina Welsh brings them places and it's great. They're very enthusiastic. They're very into it. It's something different than the show ring or the fox hunting or whatever. It's, you know, there's a little bit of competition to it and uh, it's kind of fun to see. Yeah, I think it's great. And I think, you know, hopefully we'll get some good jocks out of it coming along in the future. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, there's just other, there's a lot of safety initiatives that I think are of interest to the foundation. Updating our national fence is one of them. Um, there's been quite a lot of investment by Bill Price and some other people to get a, a new style fence over here that we can experiment with a little bit and offer some opportunities for some of the people in the sport to use and try out and see if it's something that we like. Our national fence, although we use it and, and oftentimes it's fine, it's an old fence and it can use uh, an update at the very least. And, you know, I think that that's the place that the foundation would like to put some resources into exploring um, and helping if we can. What other things, Charlie, are we working on at the moment? Well, I think that as we look to the future, look at things that we could do and would like to do, it is making our racing surfaces as user-friendly as absolutely possible. And so I think that uh, as we go forward, we will be looking at opportunities to help race meets finance irrigation and other ways of assuring they've got the best turf possible, whether it's aeration or having agronomists do tests. We can do a better job with virtually all of our race courses just to make them better, safer for our horses to compete on. That is an ongoing issue with our sport. Most of the land we use gets used once a year for steeplechase racing and maybe 364 other days of the year used for something else. And uh, we've got to make sure that it is as, as friendly to horses as it possibly can be on that one specific day. Also, we have to be looking for growth, opportunities for growth. There really has been no growth in numbers of races run, horses in training, owners in the last 10, 15 years. We have seen pockets of growth in purse, and so the purse numbers look as though there's been growth, but it has not been across the board, and, and we need to develop that. But it's really important for us to find opportunities to develop new racing opportunities. Virtually all of our hunt meets are run for the benefit of nonprofits, and some are extremely successful, and, and the balance are moderately successful, but successful enough that they want to continue doing it. Well, this is a model that we have to figure out how to use elsewhere, too. So that's got to be a focus going forward. 
Yeah, and I think the the charity side of it, all the race means benefit some kind of a a charity or beneficiary. And until the National Steeplechase Foundation, there wasn't a public steeplechase charity. And this maybe you know maybe they, these two funds coming together, creating a charity that's on a national level, looking at big picture items, just helps the whole thing move forward a little bit. Yes, couldn't agree more. When we're talking about growing the sport, it's very, very important to have something like the like the Temple Guathme Steeplechase Foundation that can support financially places that are interested in trying out steeplechasing and developing a steeplechase course and maintaining a steeplechase course. Because as we said earlier, it's for a lot of these places, it's all about the money. And while they may be putting on an event and raising money for charity, it's things like aerating the course, keeping the course watered, um, those kinds of things that are hard for certain meets to you know, come up with the money for the, that kind of equipment and stuff. If the Steeplechase Foundation can step in and help out in places like that, we are very anxious to do so and you know, to be of help where we can, where there's interest in growing the sport. Yeah, for sure. And you and you and Jimmy run a, you know, kind of a mixed barn, steeplechase and flat. You know, what would more racing opportunity mean to a training operation like yours? I mean, obviously that's what everybody wants. Well, absolutely. I mean, for us, Jimmy had a, a maiden horse that he couldn't get in a maiden this spring. By the time it was ready to run, you know, there just weren't enough meets left and the maiden race is filled and I think he got on the also eligible once and didn't draw in and you know, the spring was over. So more meets mean more opportunities. But in order to do that, you know, as I started, when I started, I was talking about the, the jockey problem. I mean, we need to have more riders. We need to have more venues. We need to have more horses and people interested in the sport. And I can tell you that for our owners, a day at the track or a day at a, a hunt meet is pretty much not even a question for them. The hunt meets are just great fun. They're beautiful locations. The hunt meets always put on a great show, not only for the spectators, but for the people involved for the most part. So if you can get them there, it's great fun. And um, I think that we have a, a good potential to, to grow the sport if we can show it off. Yeah, no, exactly. And it's amazing how connected everything is. I mean, it, it does. It, one opportunity affects everything down the line, which is, uh, you know, which is makes it a big job, but it also makes it an important job for sure. Right. And we're talking about weekends as well. I mean, we're right, not yeah. a sport that goes all week, you know, like the flat racing. So if Saturday comes and goes, you got to wait again until next Saturday. So. <laughs> so, Joe, I think it's important to understand and uh, reiterate, too, what we're doing is being done in conjunction with the National Steeplechase Association. They're the governing body, the rulemaking body, the adjudicating body, and we are working to support their efforts. That's key to the whole thing going forward. Yeah, for sure. If this can support their budget type of, for lack of a better word, support their budget and support some of the efforts to get things done, it's going to make that part easier. Yes. How can, in a in the simplest sense, other than send you a check, how can somebody help? How can somebody get involved? Send you a check. <laughs> that, that's always good. A, yeah, that's <laughs> always the best way to indicate interest. Um, we're interested in uh, anybody's thoughts, anybody's ideas. I think where we would love to see activity is in the opportunity to look at new meets. I think, uh, Emily, it's fair to say we'll go anywhere, look at anything, talk with anybody in relation to the opportunity for a new meet. It's a very exciting process, developing one. It's not inexpensive, but it is exciting, it's fun, it's very creative, and it's it ends up, in most cases, being very worthwhile also. So I would say contact Emily or me. 
for starters, or, or, the, or the National Steeplechase Association office. That, that's the place to start. Yeah, that's probably the simplest because yes. they're going to funnel it or channel it in the right direction. Exactly. So, yeah. Uh, and Charlie would know better than I because he's actually, you know, got uh, gotten a steeplechase meet up and going. But well, come on, I get to think, work. You could have one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would think that the NSA is probably extremely helpful in terms of, you know, having a formula. They They know how all of these meets run and work very closely with the people who put them on and, and have good ideas about what can be done. And In conjunction with that, what happens, uh, would happen, is putting the association and the foundation can put people in contact, in touch with the right people. And there, there are many people who put race meets together uh, that are, would love opportunities to help others do it. And I, I know in my case, if it hadn't been for Nick Arundel, nothing would have ever happen. Nick had more ideas about what we should do with our property than I could ever imagine because he'd done it all himself. And that's the way it uh, process would happen, I think, going forward. Yeah, Nick was, uh, I mean, he was a steeplechase owner and yeah. everything early on, but he obviously was the founder and the driving force behind the creation of Great Meadow Racecourse there in Virginia. And they have a spring and a fall meet and they do it as well as anybody. Exactly. And it was all carefully, more than carefully thought out in the very beginning. Yeah. I think also, Joe, just coming from the, the conservation easement side, it's a very nice fit to utilize large tracts of land, both for conservation easement, as Great Meadow, you know, is a great example. Glenwood Park is another example. There, there are some beautiful pieces of land that people want to protect and they want to know what they can do with it once it's protected. And, and steeplechasing is a wonderful fit. And it's a great way to promote open space and, and that kind of thing. So I think that the foundation in terms of a charity has a nice opening in that direction as well, in that we we really do get behind the whole open space and conservation easement aspect of steeplechasing, as well as the charity and, and the sport and the pageantry and the community and all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, that's a great fit. I mean, you go, the, the land is preserved and protected, but it's also open to the public at least once a year, which, is, you know, yeah. which, which again, has got to be the goal in all this as well. So, yeah, that, that's a great fit. You see it everywhere. There's no question that Shawan Downs was originally anticipated to be uh, preserved and it was going to be an open space. And then after that, the thought came in, well, could we make it a steeplechase uh, venue, um, which worked out. But it was, it was all about open space. Yeah, that's oh, a great fit. You're right. No, there, there's a, there's plenty of uh, plenty of fits like that with the game, and you see it all over. And 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 that's that's going to be the health of it, I think, is to kind of keep stay on that track. Hopefully, think or, or developments like this help give some clout and some financial stability to it. And and uh, th then the future starts to take shape and starts to take hold. And and the best some of the best things to see of our game to me is the longevity back to the Temple Guathmi and these races and things that last that long. You want. You want these race meets to be here in 100 years. You know, it sounds crazy, but you do. You want them to be there in 100 years from now. And uh, hopefully efforts like this, like the Temple Guathamie Steeplechase Foundation, make it all happen. So I think that's uh, that's plenty for now. And thanks for your time, Emily and Charlie. And Thank you. We'll, everybody will look forward to seeing some of the stuff uh, happen down the road. Thank you very much. Thanks, Joe. Jumping Around is a production of ThisIsHorseRacing.com, home of original content about flat and steeplechase racing from Fairhill, Saratoga, and everywhere in between. You can subscribe to our podcast by searching for This Is Horse Racing on your favorite podcast app. This episode was recorded and produced at Howling Wolf Recording Studio in Baltimore, Maryland. Special thanks to our sponsors, Brown Advisory and the Maryland Horse Industry Board, and executive producer, Charlie Fenwick. <laughs>